sweethearts. Welcome to Love Letters 2. I'm Alicia. And I'm Melissa. So thrilled that you joined us today for our new freshened up springtime format. Alicia, do you have something delightful and unexpected for me today? I sure do. I've been waiting on this one. I have a real surprise for you this week. I know that we have a delightful time when we're planning our research for our love letters too, but there's been one I've been waiting to use for a long time. Haven't figured out how to get it in until today. Dear Parrot Heads. Of course. I can't wait to hear this. My love letter today is to Parrot Heads. And there is no finer group of folks you'll ever find in the world. They are kind. They are generous. They are loving. They're a whole lot more than just a party. Jimmy Buffett, I think, is really lucked out. I mean, Jimmy Buffett, charismatic singer-songwriter. He's been performing going on 50 years, gets his start in the late 60s. My mom even used to go see him when he was playing around Mobile, Alabama, when she was in school there. Jimmy's going to go find his real-life path with a little help from Jerry Jeff Walker. You'll know him from City of New Orleans songwriting fame. But Jerry Jeff and his wife piled Jimmy up into their old Packard and will introduce Jimmy to Key West, Florida in the early 1970s. And Jimmy finds a home. And holy cats, from that point on, it's been Jimmy Buffett and Jimmy Buffett devotees. The fans of Jimmy Buffett and his drunken Caribbean rock and roll music. Sometimes it's called Gulf and Western. Jimmy Buffett definitely is the founder of the trop rock movement, the tropical rock movement. But his fans, his followers, his devotees are known as Parrot Heads. Such a good name for a following. Alicia, how'd they get their name, Parrot Heads? Oh my gosh, I'm glad you asked. So there was a show that happens in 1985 at the Timberwolf Theater in Kings Island in Mason, Ohio. I went there when I was a kid. Did you really? I did. Ohio was sort of the place to go for amusement parks back then. So this particular show at Kings Island in 1985, Jimmy is performing there with Timothy B. Schmidt of Eagles fame. It's a live show and Jimmy's looking out at the crowd and he says, look at all those deadheads. And Timothy B. Schmidt says, no, no, Jimmy, those are parrot heads. And thus the term was born. Mac McAnally, who is... Jimmy Buffett's guitarist, songwriter, collaborator. They've been working together since the late 70s. Mac McAnally is also a goodness country music award songwriter, the year winner for a dozen times. He's incredible. Mac McAnally says, you know, a fan is just a fanatic. A parrot head is something beyond that. That really seems true, too. The fans of Jimmy Buffett are very enthusiastic, loyal fans. We are. It's a movement. It's a lifestyle. It's a world. It's a frequency. I think the thing you find about Parrot Heads and the way we love Buffett music and the energy around it, it's a really easy way to achieve escapism Mm. for even for just a few moments. And we all need that right now. That's the truth. So you can be a Parrot Head just by liking Jimmy Buffett's music. You can be a parrot head by going to one of his shows. Then there are some other sort of more dedicated devotees. I want to talk about a few of these stories today. There's a fantastic film put out in, released in 
2017 by a filmmaker called Bryce Wagner called, believe it or not, Parrot Heads. And it collects the stories of Parrot Heads all over, and it's really rather remarkable. I want to go ahead and introduce you to the Parrot Head and Paradise Clubs. Mm. The Parrot Heads in Paradise were founded by a guy in Atlanta. His name is Scott Nickerson. And Scott Nickerson was a Florida morning DJ and he moves to Atlanta and he really gets into Buffett. And Scott Nickerson wonders like, hey, are there any other Jimmy Buffett fans in Atlanta? I, I would like to find some friends. So he puts an ad in the creative loafing in Atlanta. Hey, any other people who like Jimmy Buffett out there? And sure enough, he found him. He sure did. So Scott Nickerson is just going to make a local club where parrot heads get together, play some tunes, do some outdoor activities, do like just kind of have a good time hanging out with people who like the same thing. The Coconut Telegraph. That's a fantastic name. He knows his brand, right? Mm -hmm. Let me tell you that Jimmy Buffett uh, is a marketing genius. He his net worth right now in 2022 is estimated to be about $650 million. Yeah. He knows who he is. He knows who his audience is and he caters right to them. He knows his brand. That's Mm -hmm. exactly right. So coconut telegraph was Jimmy Buffett's early newsletter, right? It's a email marketing just on paper 30 years ago. Right. It's an easy way to communicate with your fans. So the Coconut Telegraph picks up this little line item about Scott Nickerson's Atlanta Buffett get-together club and end up printing Scott Nickerson's phone number in the Coconut Telegraph. And well, a phenomenon is born. Since then, Scott Nickerson's little one club has turned into 200 clubs. Wow. Where parrot heads not only get together to let the good times roll locally, but they call themselves a party with a purpose. They give something back to. Here's the most amazing thing you probably don't know. Since 2002, when the Parrot Heads in Paradise organization was formed, these clubs have donated almost $59 million to local and national charities. Wow. That's amazing. Is that incredible? 59 million. Mm-hmm. You ready for something even more impressive? I think so. These groups have provided over the course of those two decades as well, 4.6 million volunteer service hours. That's amazing. That's really fantastic. Party with a purpose. They're right. The Parrot Heads in Paradise Clubs are also international. Want to give a shout out to all of our Australian listeners. That was the first worldwide Parrot Head and Paradise Club formed over in Australia. So you get enough clubs together and you get enough people who really like Jimmy Buffett and we're Parrot Heads now. And what do we need? We need a convention. Uh, we yeah. all need to get together now. Welcome to something called the Meeting of the Minds. The Meeting of the Minds is the annual Parrot Head Convention begins many moons ago in new orleans that's a good place for it new orleans was a great place for it however the new orleans had a cap of about 3500 people 
which it turns out meeting of the minds ends up bringing in many more people than that. So, so hold on. Are you telling me that the party was too big for New Orleans? Yes. Okay. Well, that's an achievement. They're going to move meeting of the minds from New Orleans to where else better Key West, where meeting of the minds has occurred the first weekend of November for many, many, many years. Here's something fun, though, because you can still get your parrot head on in New Orleans. Jerry Diaz, he is one of the friends of Scott Nickerson who creates his own parrot heads in Paradise Group in New Orleans. He is one of the helpers with the Meeting of the Minds originally, but once Meeting of the Minds goes from New Orleans to Key West, he's like, well, I still want to party. So Jerry Diaz holds Party Gras in New Orleans every year as a remembrance and celebration of all parrot heads. Party Gras. Party Gras. Isn't that amazing? It's Mardi Gras today. So Party Gras, come on. Mm -hmm. You have missed this year's Party Gras. I'm sad to report. However, mark your calendars. The 26th Party Gras is happening next year, January 12th to January 15th. All right. I'm writing that down because I feel like that time of January, everyone can use a good party. Melissa, I want you to keep that pen and that handy notepad going because boy, have I got something to tell you about and you don't have to wait until January of next year. Ooh, I can't wait. What are your summer plans for August 12th through 21st? That's a long time, but I don't think we have any major plans during that time. It's a 10-day festival. And it's close to you. I would like to introduce you to the Cheeseburger in Caseville Festival. Caseville, Michigan? Caseville, Michigan. Yes, ma'am. No. Caseville, Michigan has never had something that exciting happen. I don't even know people who know Caseville, Michigan outside of this area. Parrot heads know Caseville, Michigan. Let Um, me tell you why. Cheeseburger in Caseville is the festival that you can go to that celebrates all things cheeseburgers. It's the most incredible story you've ever heard. Caseville has less than a thousand residents. Yeah, small. For this time in August, for cheeseburger week and weekend, the town grows in size to like 75,000 people. Holy cow. Hotels book out two years ahead of time. This August tourism boon is what will keep the local shops in business. Yeah. It is the main money supporter of Caseville, Michigan. Yeah. That's remarkable. Would you like to hear the description? I think I would. Yeah. Okay. Straight from their website. Be amazed by the flamingos, grass skirts, and unbelievable designs featured in the Parade of Tropical Fools on Wednesday, August 16th. Be prepared to participate in or attend the Row Row Your Cardboard Boat Race. Uh Nice. Sand Sculpture Contest. Beach Volleyball Tournament. Classic Car Show. Kids Parade. Golf Scrambles. Craft Uh Show. Caribbean Street Dance. Oh, wow. Hat Making Workshops. Okay. I'd be there. I, feel like, I was just going to say, I feel like that's your spot. Sailing parade. Uh-huh. 
pet fashion show. I'm going to set that one out. Jog walk event. I love it. Jog walk. I mean, there is zero pressure there. There's nobody being shamed. It's not even called a race. It's a jog walk. You know, if you can move, come on over. Come on, hang out. Have a cheeseburger. I love it. Sorry, it ends with and much more, all capital letters. Exclamation How much more is point. there? Wait, hold on. Okay. You can purchase your cheeseburger button, which gets you into all events for the entire 10 days. You also can eat your fill of an amazing variety of cheeseburgers up and down Main Street. And for the low, low price of? I don't know. I wanted to sell you on the idea first before yeah, well, I investigated costs. Now I'm convinced that it doesn't matter what the price is. It's worth it. 10 days of cheeseburgers and jog walk events and hat yeah. making craft fairs. Yeah, dude. Let's go. I feel like the recovery time after those 10 days might be longer than the 10 days themselves, but well worth it. Here's to you parrot heads domestically, internationally doing amazing things every day, partying with a purpose. Fins up y'all fins up. That's an amazing love letter. So we're going to take a quick break and Melissa, you're going to be back with a cupcake of a love letter for me. Delightful and unexpected for you. Can't wait. We'll see you on the flip y'all. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So Melissa, you and I have talked and you've been positively giddy with not telling me what this is. Who is your love letter to you today? Well, Alicia, my love letter is to something we're both very fond of, something that we have great childhood memories of, and something that we both probably pretended or play acted when we were kids. Do you have any guesses? Baffled. Tell me. I can't wait. Here we go. Okay. You don't have to wait any longer. Dear the love boat. Yes. Oh my God. This is the best love letter I've never heard so far. Tell me, tell me. Just wait. All right. Dear the love boat TV show. Anyone born in the 1970s remembers you as part of their childhood. As kids, we did not understand all of the innuendo going on, but we were still fascinated by the idea of traveling to exciting destinations aboard your cruise ship. 
your catchy theme song didn't hurt at all either. You were based on a tell-all book written by a real-life cruise director named Geraldine Saunders. No way! Yes. She told the true stories of romance and drama that took place on the cruise ship that she worked on. She thought that being on a cruise ship was magical. At that time, there were no quote-unquote inexpensive cruise lines like the ones we think of today that were accessible. There was only upscale and very expensive cruise lines, which most of America could not afford. So you, the Love Boat TV show, would be their chance to have an ocean adventure. It worked too. Every Saturday night, I never missed it. You and millions of other Americans tuned in to go to the ports of call. No one thought you were going to be a hit. In fact, even the talent agents for the cast warned them that you would be a flop. Some of them actually recommended that they try out just for the vacation, but that it wouldn't go anywhere. After the pilot movie was released, the TV critic for the LA Times predicted that you would, quote, sink like the Titanic. Oh, no. I bet he was so proud of that line. He probably thought that was really, (laughs) he had nailed it. But they were all wrong because you were an immediate hit. Well, you got off to a bumpy start with your first pilot movie. The casting was all wrong. So the chemistry amongst your crew just didn't really work. None of the key players we came to love were part of the cast during that first pilot movie. Alicia, I have a question for you. Ask away. Do you know who was originally cast as Doc in that first movie? Wait for it. It was none other than veteran TV actor Dick Van Patten. No. Yes. But by the time the series was ready to shoot, he had jumped ship. (laughs) see what you did there. (laughs) Uh I'm glad you caught that. To play the dad in another favorite, Eight is Enough. Holy cats. I'm blowing your mind. Oh, but wait, there's more. Not ready to give up on the concept. The casting directors went back to work. And what they came up with was gold. Gavin McLeod from the Mary Tyler Moore show was cast as Captain Steubing. Bernie Coppell was cast as Doc, Fred Grandy as Gopher, Ted Lange as Isaac the bartender. But we were still missing the character that the whole idea started with. Who am I talking about, Alicia? You're talking about Julie McCoy, my very favorite character, the whole darn thing. The cheery cruise director, Julie McCoy. With the clipboard. Okay, funny story about Julie McCoy. The night before filming, the role still hadn't been filled. They hadn't decided. But Candy Spelling saw Lauren Tweez on something, and she told her husband, that's the girl. Her husband, of course, being Aaron Spelling, who was the executive director of the show. So she was cast, and she was perfect. She was full of energy, and every little girl, including you and me, mm-hmm. envied her mostly because she had what? The clipboard. The clipboard. We all wanted that clipboard. You were somebody with that. Who knew the secret she was holding in that clipboard? But you were important if you had a clipboard. And we knew it because of Julie McCoy. 
you aired on Saturday nights, which was considered the worst time slot. And you were up against ratings powerhouse, The Carol Burnett Show. But you premiered with an astonishing 50 share. Holy smokes. 50. Can you imagine? Eventually, Fantasy Island was scheduled after you. And it was just a full-on blockbuster night of television. Yeah, Saturday night was where it was at. It wasn't until later seasons that additional characters were added, like the captain's daughter, Vicky, played by Jill Whalen, and the ship's photographer, Ace Evans, played by Ted McGinley. Alicia, what was your favorite part of The Love Boat? I mean, come on, Melissa, it had to be the guest stars. It was the guest stars. Did you know that there were five to 10 guest stars on every episode? It was a constantly evolving cast. Everybody's been on the love boat. The star of the show really was the ship and the guest stars. Over the course of the run of the show, there would be 32 past and future Academy Award winners. That means it featured more Oscar winners than any other scripted project ever. That is incredible. Here are a few of those Academy Award winners. Olivia de Havilland, Shelley Winters, Ernest Borgnine, Cloris Leachman, Donna Reed, Ginger Rogers, Jane Wyman, Shirley Jones. I mean, really, the list goes on and on. That's incredible. Really, it is. Some of the ones that were not Oscar winners yet, but would go on to be were Kathy Bates, Tom Hanks, and Tim Robbins. There were also two EGOT winners. No. Yes. Helen Hayes and Rita Moreno. Wow. Mm -hmm. But some other notable guest stars were Joan Collins, Betty White, Florence Henderson, Douglas Fairbanks Jr., Hulk Hogan, Gloria Vanderbilt, Andy Warhol. It really, the list goes on and on. And I am not even really mentioning the cast of other popular television shows were always making appearances. And even though they were currently on another popular TV show, we seem to have no problem believing them in the completely different character they were playing when they would guest on The Love Boat. Or some of these actors were Scott Bayo, Michael J. Fox, Willie Ames, Todd Bridges, Sonny Bono, Tom Bosley, Tony Danza. Truly, if you were a celebrity during that time, you found your way onto that cruise ship. I have some trivia for you. The most frequent passenger, Marion Ross. She had really guest appearances. In the very last season, she married Captain Steubing. I did not know that. I did not know that either. No. The next two most frequent passengers were Florence Henderson and Charo. No. <laughs> yes, both making 10 appearances. Okay. For you and all the other listeners out there that used to love the love boat like we did, which other popular Aaron Spelling TV show at that time did a crossover? Charlie's Angels. There were only three of the actors that were in every episode, and that was Gavin McLeod, Bernie Coppell, and Ted Lange. My personal favorite, and I don't know why, except probably it creeped me out, was when Vincent Price guest starred, and he was a magician. It was so different from his persona otherwise. 
So there were actually two real cruise ships that the show was featured on, the Pacific Princess, like we saw, and then another cruise ship that would substitute in called the Island Princess. But this is something I had no idea. There would actually be real passengers on those real cruise ships during the filming, and they were the extras. No. Yes. Can you believe it? Wouldn't that be fun to book yourself a little vacation and be in the love boat? Yes. When it was all said and done, you, the love boat, were on the air for 10 years from 1977 to 1987. Here's to you, the love boat TV show. You were one of the most memorable and popular shows of all time. You featured humor, a lighthearted tone, and every episode had a happy ending, making you the epitome of escapist television. The American public did not care at all that you were continuously panned by the critics. Millions of people (laughs) tuned in every Saturday night to watch your comedy and drama unfold. And speaking for the two guests of this show, in our dreams, we still hold a clipboard. I'm never putting that clipboard down, Melissa. Nor nor should you. Well done. That was a delightful love letter. Thank you. A little trip down memory lane. Who doesn't love that? Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us today on Love Letters 2 for our love letters to Parrot Heads and the Love Boat. We'll be back with you again on Thursday with two brand new love letters about something delightful and unexpected. Until we meet again, darlings. Stay in love. Fins up too. And all aboard. Cheers, everybody. Have a great week. Bye. Thanks for listening to Love Letters 2, a Hemlock Creatives production. Feel like showing some love to Love Letters 2? We'd love it if you tell a friend or leave us a kind review or even come and visit us on social media. You can find us at Instagram or Facebook at Love Letters 2 Podcast. You can also reach out and email us at loveletters2podcast at gmail.com or visit our website at loveletters2podcast.com. Until we meet again in the next episode, darlings. Stay in love.